0: And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Stuart Pankin, best known for voicing Earl Sinclair on the groundbreaking show Dinosaurs, which is coming to Disney Plus by the end of the year. We talk about that show in depth. I first discovered Stuart on not necessarily the news, HBOs. I think it was their first original series. I mean, back then it was only reruns of Peacemaster and Scavenger Hunt, which Stuart was in. We talked about that movie as well. Stuart. In a bunch of movies as well. He was in Fatal Attraction. And we talk about some of his memorable guest starring TV roles because he had some memorable roles on Risa Crowd, Night Court, Barney Miller, you know, just to name a couple. Very talented actor. We talk about what he's been up to during the, the pandemic. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Stuart. So, Stuart, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, How uh, have you been keeping busy during the uh, quarantine?
1: Well, um, I'm doing a bunch of uh, Zoom play readings for various people. That helps. Also transferring pictures, photographs into a computer, CDs into a computer, transferring VHS tapes into CDs. Just doing a little, doing a lot of clean up, paint up, fix up stuff uh you know reading watching television hanging out with the uh LSA softball team no that's not true <laughs>
0: yeah it's um it, it's been interesting uh to say the least uh w- what have you been watching yeah, tv wise <laughs> well,
1: we my wife and i watch a lot of uh, british tv shows okay. uh, that we enjoy from like britbox or amazon you want titles, i give you titles, but it's you know, Midsummer Murders, or The Coroner, The Bench, lots of uh, Scott and Daly.
0: Okay.
1: Also some American stuff like Killing Eve and, you know, stuff. Right. A crazy pastiche of, of, yeah. of garbage.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. I, I just finished Schitt's Creek and I thought that was fantastic
1: that I'd never
0: watched it. Oh, yeah, you would enjoy it. Uh, Eugene Le- Levy, Catherine O'Hara.
1: Would, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I know who they are. Yeah, I, I
0: know you do. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a great show. But, uh yeah, a little about your career. Um
1: How how do you yeah, feel? you hate people being...
0: I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: What? No, I, I was... I, I was just gonna... wanted to say about Schitt's Creek, I, I hated. it, I don't like to have people funnier than me, and they're funny, so right. I don't want to watch it.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And then you throw a Chris Elliott in the show, and then yeah, so I I, I can understand that, yeah. So, um, how do you feel to to like single handedly cause the ice age?
1: <laughs> well, you know, when people talk about dinosaurs, <laughs> uh, that's the thing that they most they're most um, interested in. It was a terrific episode. We just did a I guess a thirtieth reunion Zoom. Uh, uh, reunion with, uh, with all the dinosaur people the producers right. the behind the scenes people the voice people the puppeteers and uh, we mentioned that i mean the um, the the last episode of dinosaurs and it it really it it struck a chord in in people um i think it was a terrific episode and uh, i watched it recently and uh, uh, it, it was it was moving and you know, I, I, it's it's if you want to say it's symbolic about the end of things, you can do that. Hmm. But it was uh, yes, and I and I did. I personally, I I caused the ice age. Yeah. I take full responsibility.
0: Yeah, you you, you really should. But um, yeah, like you said, it was you know a fantastic Walden episode. And uh, I guess they just announced that it's going to be released on Disney Plus sometime at the end of the year.
1: Oh great! Yeah. Oh great! I love that. I hope I make a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you, like, have any, like, merchandise, you know, from the show?
1: Oh, man, you know, I, I, no. I mean, I think I used to have some McDonald mini puppets, but right. I, but I don't. I have a T uh, shirt and a, maybe a sweatshirt, right. but I don't have any, any big box merchandise. I never, I never got into that. I never bought it. Maybe I was foolish. Hmm. But, uh, no, the answer is no. I don't have anything worth stealing if anybody's interested right exactly
0: steer clear from his house absolutely
1: (laughs) just Just steer clear
0: yeah so um the recording process did um you record individually or did uh, the whole cast record in the room together
1: no 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 in the beginning first few episodes but not much more than that we all met one day a week uh sat around a table and read the script but that, that didn't last very long because there was no need for it because we all went in individually and, and recorded, uh, uh, our individual characters. Right. Uh, we never, I mean, it was literally individual. Nobody, even if you had scenes together, you, you didn't do that. I mean, Fran, I mean, Jessica Walter did her thing and I did my thing and Sally struggled with her thing. Uh, so a- after those first few weeks, we, uh, sadly never got a chance to, you know, to hang out together or, oh you know we did it maybe a little bit off you know off the set but yeah we just sat there in the, in a dark room mm-hmm. and replaced the puppeteer's uh, scratch track
0: so they they shot the show first right and then you voiced it that's how they did it
1: right as yeah. opposed to the difference between yeah, the way like a cartoon right. is that the voices go first but in dinosaurs the 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 action comes first and then we have to match Uh, the dialogue to the the puppet, the mouse, uh, which was uh, sometimes difficult, sometimes frustrating. Um, But um, the the show was so good and and people enjoyed it so much that, uh, you know, over the three years that we did it, it was, uh, it, it was gratifying to hear the reactions of people.
0: Yeah. You know, people still talk about it to this day and, you know, it's,
1: Luckily, you know, yeah. If I ever get to up. when I get to thousands and thousands and thousands of autograph requests, hmm. um, uh, <laughs> mostly, you know, if I get autograph requests, it usually revolves around dinosaurs. They're asking. They send pictures, and I sign the pictures, and they send them back. But it's usually the, the vast majority is about dinosaurs. Right. What was
0: there ever? Um, like I don't know, like, it's gonna be a difficult question. I I don't know if it's difficult, but like the the show dealt with so many like you know topical themes that I, I still ring true, to, you know, to to this day. Was there ever like a pushback from the um, the network?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I, I I don't think so. If there was, it, it certainly didn't filter down to to the voice actors. Uh, but I think that uh, I think everybody accepted and. All those episodes, I assume, had to be cleared by the network anyway. So right. whatever you saw was approved and uh, and given the blessing of the uh, of the network people. Yeah. Mm. So no, and there was no there was no right negative reaction to that stuff.
0: Yeah. Was there? Um... Because
1: it was it was done taste, huh? Oh no, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I'm just saying it was done tastefully and uh, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, we always say it was a show that the adults can enjoy because of the content, the kids can enjoy because of the because of the puppets. Right? But no, there was no there was no negative response to any of the shows that I can think of. Right.
0: Did you ever get a chance, you know, hang out on set and watch them film?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, any number of times. Uh, we used to go down to the set, and as a matter of fact, when my son was in school, there was a silent auction. One of the Prizes that they let me do was to have a a, a visit to the set so at least twice um, you know kids and their parents would come down to the set we'd show them around I, I used to show up once in a while if I had a meeting uh at the at the offices I would walk over to the set and it was a terrific set it was I mean I put the head on once and yeah. they showed me how the animatronics worked and it was it was a magic thing. It was just it was a forest and trees and, and the set was raised so the puppeteers could go underneath and stick their hands up through the puppets and it, it, it was it was a cool set. I never worked on the set right. uh, as a voice actor, but uh, but those guys were uh, they did a great job and they're still you know we still keep in touch. Not, well, like we're Facebook friends, right? But I think those other guys keep in touch and most of the a lot of the writers have become very well known producers in the own right Victor the fresco tim doyle uh, bill beretta who was in earl in the costume of earl is now um a, a big part of the henson company okay big producer
0: in like an age where everything gets rebooted and remade are you surprised that the show hasn't been rebooted or remade yet uh,
1: no i mean there was always talk about it people were always saying let's do it again let's do it mm-hmm. again and it was the most expensive half hour at the time and maybe still the most expensive half hour television show to produce and, and very difficult because those animatronic puppets and the animatronic uh, workings and the machines and the servo motors and the puppets themselves were were very difficult to maintain. It cost a lot of money to maintain it uh, and um, it was literally, so I'm told, the most expensive show at the time on, on television so... After uh, after the three years, um, I mean, despite the <laughs> literally uh, the, uh, the surge of people wanting to to have it do it again, right. um, it can't be. It can't be. I would do it in a the second. They me.
0: Right. At, at least the show went out kind of like you know on your terms. You know the, the creator's terms. So you're able to close out the show rather than just being canceled and kind of leaving everyone hanging.
1: Right, that's that was a that's a problem with a lot of shows that get pulled, and uh, but not with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs had a really we went out good.
0: Yeah. Now I want to talk like one of like I think one of your best guest starring spots, and I think it was kind of like the inspiration for uh, Newman on Seinfeld was Alex the Mailman on Barney Miller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there have been parallels drawn um those you know, two characters yeah i mean great great if that's the case terrific i uh, i applaud it and i just uh i wish they cast me on yeah, time right. <laughs> yeah. and that was
0: like one of like you know barney miller was like probably one of the smartest sitcoms of of, of its time
1: oh it, it was great i did at least at least two of them maybe three and mm-hmm. uh and every one of them was uh was tremendously fun to do and and the, the people were great. The actors were were skilled, and, yeah, and the writing was great. It was great. It was a terrific show.
0: How did you originally get into acting?
1: Ah, well, I guess I always had the bug in the back of my head, creeping around, you know, enjoying to perform as a kid for my family and, and hamming it up on on stages at camp and stuff. It was college. It was. Uh, I, I actually was going to be a psychology major, but uh, when the call came out, casting call came out for the first play at, at uh, my college, and I went across that dark campus to the to it wasn't even a theater. It was a, at the time. It was a room with a stage. I I, I was bit. I, I I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And then then the college things in college. Opened up a new, brand new theater in the uh, in a in uh, student union building, and we did. Uh, um, oh God, God help me! Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily and Emily and uh, George, Our Town, okay. we did Our Town, and that was the first show I did, and I, and I was hooked. I was hooked after that. And my teacher, Dave Brubaker, who I uh, fell in love with and was. My friend, until he died, uh, was so inspiring, and it just kept me going and going and going. And after that first play, I knew I wanted to be an actor.
0: Was it theater that you, you were kind of drawn to, or do you wanted to be in like TV's and movies?
1: No, no, no. In those days, uh, when I was young, a teenager, the theater was it. That's that's what you wanted to do. I mean, and I through through the mid two thousands. I mean, I I still continued to do theater. Um it was theater that got me to California. I was I did the original New York production of uh Joseph and the color green coat and somebody saw me and uh and submitted me for a role in uh San Pedro Bum, San Pedro Beach Bums, which was Aaron Spelling's first and last attempt at <laughs> hour long comedy. Right. And uh, the old the old saw that goes through my mind is that when you're in theater, when you're older you don't make a lot of money in theater, you want to know how to get to California when you get out to California, and if you work you are, you're just desperate to get back to theater right, but I was lucky enough to be able to do you know theater back east and uh, and in California during my during my days here, so that was great yeah, theater is, if you ask most actors what their soul, theater is where they want to be
0: right. I guess you were like one of the lucky ones where you came out to California and actually having a job right.
1: Right, right. Some people come out and not have a job and are, sometimes they're successful, sometimes not. But yeah, it was, uh, it, you know, if you want to come out here, having a job is the way to do it.
0: Uh, one of the movies that was on HBO all the time when I was younger was uh, Scavenger Hunt. <laughs> you know, you had, like, you <laughs> know, a memorable role in there. Um, and that movie had such a fantastic cast. I mean, uh, Livon Little and uh, Tony Randall, obviously, and Dirk Benigat, and, you know, williams yourself um everybody had everybody it had everybody, it had everybody. Schwarzenegger. yeah <laughs> basically you know cannibal, yeah, run cannibal run before cannibal run
1: yeah it was uh, it was a people people that's another cult movie I, i'm in a couple of cult movies yeah. scavenger hunt and uh, hollywood Nights. And Right. people just enjoy that movie i have a, a, a good friend Um, married to a good friend who's who's obsessed with scavenger hunt and it's hard to get nowadays apparently you can't i don't know if you can get a dvd or a vhs even but uh yeah that my my, every my friends used to say it the hollywood squares was in that movie every actor you know in the world and some actors that you wouldn't think like robert morley and roddy roddy mcdowell yeah there's some clark leishman there's some Great, Richard Benjamin. I mean, the, the list goes on. It was really fun. Yeah, George Gaines. I mean, it was. Uh, I
0: mean, not George. Richard Mulligan. I always get those two confused.
1: Um, Richard Mulligan.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. And you mentioned Hollywood Squares, and um, you've done a couple of game shows. What, what were those like?
1: Uh, great. Hmm. I mean, they're, they're a whole separate animal. Right. I mean, I did a bunch of Hollywood Squares, and I did a bunch of Pyramids, yeah. which was the hardest. Thing to do I mean that was I, hmm. that wasn't fun you, you didn't have fun when you were doing the pyramid because the pressure was, was right. always on you're always fighting the clock and you're always looking across the desk at some guy or girl who needs who needed the money it'd be nice to get it hmm. but yeah I, I've done actually as I think about it now I've done a lot of game shows and game show pilots but they're a whole other animal I mean you sort of get that because people know you so yeah you got to kind of have established yourself in the business before they ask you to go on. So it's nice to be recognized. I mean, if you're on a game show, it means that well, somebody's watching it. you. Know, <laughs> somebody's acknowledging you. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're they're fun. Yeah.
0: Was there ever a pyramid like the contestant you worked with that you just like emptied the tank and the person just I don't wanna, I don't want to say it was dumb cuz that, that's not fair, but like, you know, just not, you know, getting it and not being in tune with you you just weren't just like shaking them well first of all yeah
1: i i i don't remember me having that i remember years ago my wife was on pyramid okay. in new york and i'm not going to mention the celebrities, but she had two of the dumbest celebrities right. you know, ever and that was a problem that <clears throat> that was they weren't contestants they were celebrities yeah. joy was okay it was a contestant but that was so frustrating i mean she had so much time to get to the last one and make, I think, which would make $20,000, which, you know, I mean, it's not bad now, but in those days, of course, yeah, when you're, you know, struggling actor in, in New York, it's nah, but that those I, I won't forget those two people and uh, I won't curse them, I won't hate them, <laughs> I'll just never forget them, right? Exactly,
0: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I've you know, I used to be a huge game show fan back, you know, when I was growing up, and I remember. Some of the episodes, and I remember one you were in and you were just like on fire and the person you were working with was in tune. So it's, it's good when you get a good balance like that.
1: Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. As a matter of fact, I remember, as you mentioned, some contestant, I think I, I worked with him and then the, the other celebrity did, and he actually became a part of the Pyramid the, uh, uh, production company. I mean, he got a job. Oh, wow. He was so good at it. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I remember I remember that happened, and then we all felt very good for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame, like the downfall of game shows, because there really aren't. That I mean, there's Hollywood. Uh, there's Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy, but that's that's really
1: it these days. And you know, it's, well, it's you know, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. You also get now you get oh, these competition right. shows. And yeah. Celebrity-driven shows that are that are. Um, I mean, I have I I mean, I I actually have friends who. Help produce the new password, or okay. I don't even know what's on anymore. Right? I don't even know if the pyramids on anymore. But I think nowadays people want—they <laughs> don't necessarily want to sit sit down and watch people, you know, guess words. They want to see people fall into vats of steaming oatmeal. So you know, <laughs> yeah. If that's what they want, that's what they get.
0: Yeah. Like like my son and I are, are, are watching a show. It's called Ultimate Tag. So basically, it's a game of tag, and you know, it's there's a kind of a wrestling feel to it. To the characters that are built up as like wrestlers, and it's like you chasing people, and mm-hmm. you win ten thousand dollars. So I mean, it's like anyone can come up with half a brain of an idea, it will get on TV. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. And as long as people watch it, exactly. they'll keep producing. It. Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure.
0: Uh, I, I met two years ago. I had Greg Ev- Evigan on. I know you did a couple of BJ's and the Bears. <laughs>
1: I did, yeah, I did one beach interview.
0: Okay, yeah. Was there ever, like, a...
1: I love that monkey.
0: Yeah, yeah and you've worked with a lot of animals. You should be a Congo, you know. i and... work with some
1: animals, yeah. yeah, yeah. Horses and deer and monkeys. Right, and, and, oh my. and
0: dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what she
0: yeah. just with her. Yeah, uh, well, like, you've done so many guest starring spots. Which one was, like, the most memorable... Not because of the show, but just just the experience.
1: Well, that's a tough question. I mean, I, there was never a show that I did that I said, "Oh, gee, I wish I didn't do it." There were some shows that I had very small parts in, and, right. and don't don't you know, once they're they're over, they're over. But it's I guess part. Oh, well, I'll tell you what what it was. It was working with um, John Ritter in "Three's, Three's a crowd. crowd." It was yeah. a off yeah. Spinoff to Three's Company, that was that was great. That was that was. I mean, I became John and I became friends over right. that, and uh, and I, it was a terrific part. And they were, uh, you know, they let John and uh, they let me do what that we wanted to do. And he is absolutely or was absolutely one of the funniest human beings on the planet. And uh, it was a great experience. That that was a memorable guest. Part for me. Another guest part when I was younger was one of the few drama things that they, I did was on House Calls with Wayne Rogers okay. and Lynn Redgrave. And I played a, a, a sort of a mentally off balance guy who ends up strapping dynamite to himself. And it was a dramatic role. So I remember that because I don't get a lot of those in television or movies. I get them you know, on stage when I get to, you know, but, but th- those, that, those were memorable, those two especially.
0: Right, and then you, know, you did a couple like you know the of the evening you know soap operas too, Knots Landing and um, Falcon Crest. So oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Knots Landing and uh, and uh, what the hell was the other one? Falcon Crest. Yeah. a few of those nighttime soap operas. Yeah, they're, they're, everything's great. It's all good. I mean, people when not you, but when people interview you, we had an interview, not necessarily news with. Uh, TV guide and everybody was so nice. They actually called everybody back and said, "Isn't there something nasty or, or negative you want to say about somebody?" And, and we said, "No." No. I mean, you know, most of the things that 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 I've done in this business have been tremendously positive. You know?
0: Yeah, and because uh, you, you mentioned, you know, John Ritter and you know, Three's Company is probably one of my all-time favorite sitcoms. That, that show was just it was fantastic. Say that yeah. again. You, you mentioned working with John Ritter, and uh, you know, Three's Company was one of my all time favorite sitcoms. and Another fantastic one was Nycor. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He, he's great. I worked with John three times. I did two Hoopermans and, right. uh, and Three's a Crowd. And uh, all of it was, you know, spectacular. One of the jobs I got, I knew John, and I was driving around Fox, Fox Lot, and he saw me, and we said hello. We chit chatted, and he said, Oh, you know, I'm going to bring you up for. The part that's coming up, and I got the job because of him. So.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> He's swell. He's swell. He was a swell man.
0: Yeah. Just, it was such a shame when he passed. He really was. It was
1: terrible. Yeah. It was terrible.
0: Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, Night Court was another one of my favorites. And you had a, a few roles Night on that Nightcourt
1: Court was great. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did about two or three of those. Right. Got to meet Harry Anderson, and through him, Mel Torme, who was one of my favorites. Right. And Larroquette, we did Larroquette, and I ended up doing a movie together called Second Sight right. uh, a few years later. You know, it's all, you know, you work, you get work, you, you meet people. It's all good.
0: Right. And you don't want to badmouth people, and w- which that makes you, you know, a good person, because you keep getting work as a result of that.
1: Well, as long as you don't, uh, well... Piss a lot of people off. Yeah. You could probably have a fair amount of longevity in this business if you if you can do the work.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um i probably the first time I saw you was not necessarily news. Um, I think I was. I don't want to you know make you feel old. I think it was eight. I was eight years old when it came on, and. Uh, I, yes, I just got HBO. Oh, the hell
1: with you! Though. I know,
0: right? Goodbye. <laughs> so I just had yeah, yeah, I just got HBO, and it was you know something different. And I don't know if I was obviously the target audience, but I I was kind of drawn to it. Uh, you know the, the you know the news uh, room feel, and like one of my all time favorite skits of yours was when uh, you were doing the news. as Bob Charles, of course, and the the cameras kept changing, and you had to just follow them all along. And uh, one of my very first. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, one of my very first You know, that's jobs. very
1: interesting. Uh, that's interesting you mention that, because year, year later, years that I did a, a short-lived series with Eric Idle. Oh,
0: Nearly Departed. And
1: uh, he, he, it was called, what is it? Nearly Departed. And he mentioned that particular sketch as being the perfect, a perfect um, uh, sketch right. for our show. And so it's interesting that you mention it, because... Uh, and a lot of people do. It was one of the early early shows that we did. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. I mean, most of that stuff on nothing news was was fun to do. I mean, we had six years of really nice times, and we still, you know, a bunch of us are still very friendly. Right. Uh, that's great. Like one of my early
0: uh, jobs, and because I'm, I, I work in television, like you know about behind the scenes. So one of my very first shows, uh, or jobs, I should say, was being a uh, stage manager. So obviously, I had a cue the. The talent to watch cameras. So when I first got the job, your clip immediately came into my head. I'm like, I'm not gonna have that happen to <laughs> my talent the way they did that to you. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm glad I could help you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll, I'll send you a little bit of my paycheck from my from that as a result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that's that I mean, like being on HBO. Yeah. Because now there's really no. Ratings. I mean, the no filter. That was a clean show
1: for HBO. Oh well, that's one of the things that that most of us took pride in—that we had the option to be blue, to to, to talk dirty, or to to show you know unpleasant pictures, and we didn't. Right. We we made. I mean, the producers made, and we were we were certainly all happy that we were clean. We worked. Uh, we didn't. We didn't need to pander that particular part of the audience would would tune in to watch that we had you know plenty of people watching it but you know we're appreciated that we uh, we stayed uh, high on the hill
0: was there ever um any feedback from the reagan administration
1: you know i don't think so right i think that question was raised during the uh, the 80s when we were doing the show and and I, I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I could swear to it, but uh, like I said, some of the stuff that came through the producers didn't filter down to the actors.
0: Did you have a particular like favorite sketch that you did? Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. If if I went through, if I went through, you know, the the, the sixty shows we did. You know, I could probably pull out a few, but I, I to be honest with you, I just don't remember. I, I just don't remember. They were. It was so nice working with these with the people, Danny Breen and Annie Bloom and Mitch Arts and Audrey uh, It was uh, and uh, Lucy Webb. It was all. It was all great. You know, and uh, now you got me curious. Now I got to look through the. <laughs> the index and find out if i like this if i really like this sketch better than one better than the other one I, right now i can't think of anything i think they you know nothing nothing really sticks out i remember them right but i can't say oh i like that one and then when i think yeah. of another one it says oh i like that one you know so no and there's not it's like they're all my children i love of them course. all equally.
0: yeah <laughs> now it's because it's it's not on anywhere to watch i think maybe it'd be on hbo max now or something like that i think theater show clips on youtube um what's the reasoning well you youtube know?
1: is the only place you, get, you can find it
0: yeah do you, do you right happen to know why it's not like on any of the sites or even on hbo
1: well yeah i mean i think because of the writers guild contract which is a terrific union we had a lot of writers coming in and out of that show and if you play one of the shows repeated it they would have to pay all the writers right, Okay. I, I think that's what i heard and that would, according to, to obviously producers, would be prohibitive. I, I mean, I get a lot of questions like, why isn't that show now? That show is being done now, blah, blah blah blah. And it's all true. It would be it would be terrific to do a show like that now, but not the news. You can get clips, like I said, on YouTube. You, right. can, you can get whole episodes on YouTube. Um, but uh, as far as getting out to the general public, I, I think it would cost too much money for various uh, contractual and union contracts to. Uh, be able to do that so that ain't gonna happen yeah no, that's that,
0: that's unfortunate but I mean like, like I said you, can w- you can watch on YouTube and you know the show still makes you laugh after uh, all these years So, it's uh, oh yeah it's a yeah.
1: funny funny show
0: how, how did how did you get uh, cast
1: in it oh that, that actually is a long story I <laughs> I did a uh, I did the San Pedro Beast right. part that I mentioned and Michael Jacobs was auditioning as an actor for that show. Then later, uh, I, I, he cast me in a show called No Soap Radio, which lasted about five episodes, and one of the co-writers was Ron Richards. So I, I ran into Ron Richards once at a, at, a, at a function, and Ron said, you know, one of our actors, is leaving you want to audition? And I said, yeah, uh, and I went in and I auditioned, and I got the part, and uh, I, I, it was almost, I regretted it after a few months because It was down and dirty. I mean, you know, our first dressing room was the the, the men's room in the show station in Mm -hmm. Seeds Valley, Literally, and there's no dressing room. Women, the girls were dressing, ducking behind the doors of their cars to change clothes. It was really down and dirty. And then it started to get better, you know, and then it just, it sort of took off and the dressing, the the trailer came. One, one, one trailer, one Winnebago for uh, makeup, hair, costumes, actors, everybody. But at least it was something. I mean, I remember the first one of the first nights we I was called at five o'clock in the morning to a location. We quit at twelve. They called us back at five o'clock the next morning, uh, and we quit at twelve. And the next morning, and I said to Bruce, "I can't do this. I, I just can't do this." Then things started to get better. Patley and, and John Moffitt, they were very receptive to our uh, to our. I'm not going to say demands, but uh, to our uh, problems. Yeah and they and things and things started to get better mm-hmm. and especially when the show started the uh be nominated for awards and i mean i'm proud to say i think not the News one one award through for every category producing directing acting basta won a canadian award mm-hmm. uh, it was you know it was very proud. we were all proud to be associated with it
0: right and you, you mentioned all the right i mean they're Conan O'Brien, Greg Daniels, um, this seems you know Al Al Jean and Mike Reese. I didn't
1: know Greg Daniels was in it. Yeah, he, Greg he, Daniels was one of our writers.
0: Yeah, he did. Wow, well, I know Conan was. Yeah, Conan. Um, uh, I think even Damon Way- Wayans wrote an episode.
1: I don't remember any of these guys. Yeah, Conan I remember, and I remember Conan O'Brien. Right. and uh, whatever
0: happened to him I, 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 I don't know I mean it's a, it's a shame because you know he had so, so much talent
1: kid. Uh, yeah you <laughs> know he he was okay yeah oh. yeah I mean that's interesting but there were tons of writers that went through that show right um, Matt uh, uh, I can't remember. Matt Newman was the head writer and he mm-hmm. stayed with us through the whole thing right and Lane Saracen. Larry Arnstein and uh, and uh, David Hurwitz were, were major writers. We actually did a did a, a project together called Hump, a musical comedy, of Richard the Third. So mm. that was fun,
0: right? And uh, and Rich Hall, I think, wrote a lot of them too, right?
1: Rich Hall did all the stinglets and did dicks, Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think that that was probably the uh, the biggest takeaway from the show, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of people, uh, I think Rich wrote a book. Ron Richards was also very, very instrumental in doing Snigglets. I don't think he gets enough credit, but he was. And I think there was a Sniglet book and Sniglet this and Sniglet that. Yeah, people certainly still remember Sniglitz. Yeah. Very clever idea. Right, no, absolutely.
0: Um, so, And you've done you know, some movie, you know, drama as well, uh, Fatal Attraction. Uh, do you prefer comedy over the Drama. I mean, I know now you've kind of done a lot more comedy, but
1: well, I mean, that's right. I mean, I most of my life uh, uh, I've done comedy on uh, on stage and in, in film. Uh, I don't necessarily see once you get pigeonholed in the, in the type in California in Hollywood, you, you sort of you sort of stay that way. Right. Like I said, most of the drama that I've done and I enjoy doing this has been on stage yeah. back east in the theater that uh, my wife and I work and uh, then we do different things but here i I mean yeah i like comedy i i I like it it's much comedy is much more satisfying on the stage because you get that feedback you can work with an audience you do comedy on television you never know when they're going to stick a laugh track in you never know if the jokes are going to work sometimes if it's a film show they'll actually if it's a comedy they'll actually say say a line and pause because we'll put a laugh track in you know that's well, that's that's mm-hmm. problematic in, right. in in some instances.
0: Has there? But I love doing comedy. Right. I mean, and I, no, you're fantastic at it. But has there ever been um, like a finished product that you sit down and watch, and you just, you just don't think it's funny?
1: Mm, no, okay. no. Um, no, the answer is no. Uh, I think there, there are things that every actor, if he watches and stuff, would like to change. But no, as far as not being funny, I think we set out and we started out to make it funny. It usually ended up funny, right. you know, with, with with me and whoever else was in it. It's not just me, it's, you know. But no, the answer is no. I, I never saw something, I said, oh, I'm so disappointed in that, or oh, I wish that I didn't do that, or blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. it's all, It's like I say, you no, know, it's all good.
0: Right. When you're home flipping through the channels and one of your shows comes on, which I'm sure it happens on a regular basis, can you actually sit down and watch yourself?
1: Me personally? Yeah. Um, I, re- I, I don't, I rarely watch anything like the whole thing. If, if something comes on, um, I'll watch a little bit of it and then, I, then I'll, then i say to myself, yeah, I remember that and i turn it off. Um. I try to get my kids to see uh, to see most of most of my work because uh, I love their opinions of it if nothing else. But I don't think I, I if I see like Fatal Attraction and so on, I'm not going to sit down and watch Fatal Attraction or you know Second Sight or whatever. I'm not right. going to sit down and watch and watch that. I will watch bits and pieces if yeah. I happen to come across it.
0: And you mentioned Second Sight. I remember seeing that one when it came out. Um, what like. Why do you think it, it didn't like translate well to the viewers?
1: <laughs> well, it was a difficult time. It was during the writer's strike. Okay. And the same guy, I forget his name, who wrote Dead Poets Society, wonderful writer, wrote the script, and it was a pretty good script. And then the writer's strike happened. So the writer wasn't there to make changes as needed. So it, it left it up to the production people. To, uh to, to change and change things around and make things work and to be honest with you they it wasn't that successful so the script was not as good as I remember the original script was very good the script that ended up on screen was not as good and uh, because we didn't have that writer there to uh, to, to make the changes to polish the, the you know the, to polish the words and make it better so that's one of the reasons that I think it, it It wasn't a tremendously successful movie, it was a silly movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, was it also because, like, you know, you had Bronson Pinchot and you also had John Larroquette and yourself, that at that time you really guys weren't, like, big movie stars to carry the movie, maybe?
1: Uh, Oh, no, no, no. No, I was, uh, uh, Bronson had done TV, Larroquette was, was done a lot of TV. Right. I uh, I got in the movie because Bernie Brosky, who was my manager, became president of Lorimar, and they needed a third guy, and he put me in that movie. Okay. I'm extremely grateful that he did. Right. Um, uh, but no, a movie star, no. I mean, there, there were no movie stars. There were a lot of great character actors. Oh, no, of course, yeah. You know, Johnny Sh- John Shuck was in it, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, Bess Armstrong was in it. I mean, there were a lot of good actors, but it just it just didn't you know click right. with the, with the people, I guess
0: yeah and the great james tolkien was in it as well
1: (laughs) james tolkien was in there yeah i worked on stage with him years ago and he was yeah a lot of a lot of wonderful people
0: yeah that was also i guess the time where you know if you're on tv you don't really go ahead and become movie stars it was was very very rare in those days
1: probably it was harder yeah yeah, nowadays it, nowadays it's a, it's easier. Like a guy like Ray Romano can go and jump from TV to to star to starring roles in movies. It's easier now, I think. In those days, you were kind of pigeonholed a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, and when times were hard, they always used to say that movie stars would do television, television stars did commercials, and commercial <laughs> actors would wait tables. I mean, that was, the, <laughs> that, was that was the joke. Um, yeah, but it was hard in those days, in the 70s, I guess, to, to maybe jump from television to movies. Now, I think, like I said, it's easier. Yeah.
0: And also, I think, because maybe, like, you know, uh, seasons are shorter, you know, due to the streaming sites, usually 13 episodes, and they kind of self-contained them, So, I think they attract more people and bigger names, because they know it's gonna right. be kind of like a one-off season.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So, then... um you mentioned uh, you know not wanting to be or not being in the Seinfeld, but you did the next best thing with Kirby Enthusiasm, uh, which was a fantastic role. Uh, how, how did you get that? Yeah,
1: I enjoyed it. I auditioned for it. I oh. went and auditioned for it, and uh, and happily I got it. It was a, it's a great job for an actor because you don't have to learn lines; you just make stuff up.
0: Right. <laughs> was was that difficult, or was that just
1: kind of pretty easy for you to do? Well, at the back, yeah, I, it was pretty easy. I mean, I think like if you're used to to comedy and and improvisation, I'm I never did improv as a profession, but I certainly am familiar with it and was good enough at it to be able to you know to lock horns with, with Larry and uh, and come up with stuff. And he always told you what he wanted to say, what the important things to get across right. were. So you were always guided by him and the director. It was great.
0: I, I know they just renewed it for yet another season. know, yeah, thank God. Um, you think you would uh, get another role on that show?
1: No, the bastard mm-hmm. won't cast me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be great if he did, yeah. uh, but uh, th- that hasn't happened. There were two seasons after I did mine, right. at least two, and I've I've never done another one. I would love to. I would love to. He <laughs> he lives near me, and if I ever see him, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the crap out of him.
0: <laughs> I got your back, don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I, I had um, dinosaurs. Did that kind of give you a little bit of a uh, voiceover career?
1: Yes. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Doing dinosaurs was a big boost because it was Disney, and Disney was doing a lot of uh, voiceover stuff. And in, the, in these days, before stuff went to Canada, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I got to know the casting, the voice casting guy, in, uh at Disney and ABC, and uh, and yeah, I did a bunch of voiceover stuff because of Dinosaurs. It was a it was very very fortunate and very uh, I appreciated it a great deal that they put me in these shows.
0: Because it's kind of like a close-knit group, right? And you probably have it the same amount uh. of actors do every show.
1: Yeah, you know, there's there's a handful, maybe two handfuls of, of guys who are great, and I know a great many of them: uh, Rob Paulson, Maurice Lemarche, yeah. Charlie Adler, uh, Jim Cummings. I mean, I and I've worked and, and know these guys; they're great, and they and they go to these guys because they know they can they can count on them. Um, and in the old days, they knew they could count on me, but now there's not there's not hmm. that much going on. Right. So the uh, I think the handful has dwindled down to a handful, and these guys continue to work all the time.
0: Where, did you have it's any... a great job to have. Right, I bet. yeah. Go, go to work in your uh, pajamas and bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't do that. Right. But it's certainly it's certainly nice to just be able to get out of bed and brush your teeth, wash your face, and, and, get, and go to work.
0: Right. Has the pandemic, like, were you working on anything? That forced uh, no. to be shut. down no, nothing. Okay.
1: No, I had no. I had finished some uh, uh, some independent movies that friends uh, cast me in, and, but th- those were done just okay. before the the pandemic hit. Uh, actually, I, a nice project. I, I the last thing I did before this thing hit was with uh, Marriott Hartley and Jerry Saroka wrote a movie uh, about Marriott. Uh, sort of a semi-autobiographical uh, movie about their life, and that was the last thing I did just before the pandemic. And I'm so happy I had a chance to to get that in a can. Right. That's great.
0: Do you have anything coming up or now, right now?
1: No, just those movies. Um, there's you know, there's nothing that they have to edit these things together. Right. There's a movie I did called Deep in the Forest, which they're editing. It's in editing now. Mariette and Jerry's movie is, are being edited now. I mean, those are the, those are the things that, uh, that are coming out for me. And, uh, and I continue to try to do voiceovers. I audition for voiceovers. Uh, and someday that'll happen, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I can die a happy guy.
0: You've had a fantastic career. I mean, you've made people you know laugh and smile uh, for years now. And, Thank uh, you. I'm definitely one of those people. And Stuart, this was fantastic. Uh, I appreciate your time tonight.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. It was really nice talking to you. You had some good questions. Not everybody does. <laughs>
0: And a special thanks to Stuart for joining me today. And if you haven't watched not necessarily the news in a while, I know it's not on any streaming sites or anything like on HBO. Full episodes are on YouTube. Check them out. They're just as funny now as they were back then. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the personal one 19 or like the page Living we'll My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. If you don't have iTunes, not a problem. On SoundCloud, or it's also on Podbean, and go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.